always say that if you set your mind to something, uh, you know, you, you can achieve it. And, you know, yeah, we got a bit lucky with the ballot and getting the tickets for the game. I understand that. But if we hadn't put our mind to it, then we, we would have just been in England working and we weren't we were in Brazil having the time. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome everybody to the show. Excited you're here. A lot of times we when creating our bucket list, we use items that we're already passionate about or um, build items around things we're all very passionate about. And in today's world, a lot of people are passionate about sports and large sporting events are no longer regional, uh, whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series or even WWE's annual WrestleMania. People travel all around the world uh, from different parts to go see sporting events. And that's exactly what our guest today crossed off his list. Uh, Rob Smallbone uh, describes himself as an adventurous traveler, uh, a football enthusiast, and lives for new experiences. Rob, welcome to the show. Uh, Roger, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to sharing experiences on the show yeah so let's get to it what did you cross off your list it was to attend a fifa world cup match okay so so for those that may not know uh especially in the united states and uh what is fifa and what is a world cup match which sport is that so we're talking i uh, say so we're talking about soccer uh, so <laughs> that that style uh we're talking about soccer and uh, the FIFA World Cup is a, an event that happens every four years. And yeah. as you can tell from the accent, I am from, I am from England. So that was on the list of things to do to see England play a, a World Cup. Nice. Uh, we can call it football because half my audience is from outside the United States. So okay. I'm okay with calling it football. Uh, that's not a problem for me. Um, so every four years, that... That seems to be, you know, unlike the Super Bowl here in the United States that happens every year, is there more anticipation for that? You know, it's kind of like the Olympics. Is, is, is there more anticipation for that as you as a fan that you have to wait every four years? I think so. I, I think that the fact that it, it is rare, like the Olympics, that... The minute, the, the, the year you get into it, uh, and, you know, assuming you qualify and England's qualification record is in recent years, pretty good. You know, it's not mm -hmm. a guarantee that we're there, but we normally get there. And yeah, the few months leading up to it, you know, it, it, it does start getting quite exciting. It's all countries that could win the World Cup. And I enjoy that. So yeah, I'd agree with you. It's, it is rare every four years. I, I would say that the excitement definitely does build up. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you put this on your list? Like, when did you say, okay, I'm going to go to a World Cup match? Without waffling, without giving too much waffle, I'll, give a, I'll provide a little bit of background context, if I may. Sure. So my now, my now business partner and I, we were traveling 
No, we weren't traveling. Actually, I'll tell a lie. It was 2010. We just graduated <laughs> from university uh, here okay. in Brighton, in England, and we were we were sat on the beach, and it, this was just before the 2010 World Cup in South Africa, and there's three of us talking, and we said, "Oh, it would be amazing to be able to go to a World Cup." Uh, the 2014 World Cup, which is the one we're talking about, uh, happened to be in Brazil. Mm. And, you know, Brazilians are very uh, good at their football. And we <laughs> and said, their fan, oh, their fans get real excited too. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we were sat on Brighton Beach and uh, we said, oh, actually, yeah, it would be really good to go to the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. That's what we'd like to do. And yeah, uh, over an ice cream on Brighton Beach in 2010. <laughs> that's when the, the plan was hatched. So four years in advance, that's a, that's a long time to wait, uh, you know, to cross off an item. Uh, that's really interesting to me. So, so you're, even though this is uh, English style football, it's, uh, you're going, you're already planning to go to Brazil to see these matches, this match. And so is it, is it always changing from year to year to year, every four years, it goes someplace different. You said South Africa and then Brazil. Yeah, so the, the FIFA World Cup in general is held in a new continent or held in a different continent every four years. So we've had 2010 with South Africa, 2014 was Brazil, uh, 2018 was Russia. Mm -hmm. uh, to, this year, 2022 is, is in Qatar, which I won't get into the politics behind how or why sure. it happens to be yeah. there. <laughs> um, and then 2026 is what I would call North America, some in Canada, USA, and Mexico. Right. So it goes around the globe. And yeah, we, we knew they normally give out the destination five, six, seven years in advance. So we already knew that the World Cup was going to be in Brazil. And, you know, that was it. We just kind of hoped that England would qualify would be the next thing. Right. Um, I was just going to ask you know, that. I was just going to ask that. So do you buy tickets that far in advance and you're just hoping that your team makes it or, and then what happens if yeah. they don't? So, yeah, on, on that, what we done, what we done, Roger, is that we, we started saving. Uh, we mm -hmm. had just graduated university. We went to work, basically where we went off, you know, get, get a regular job and that sort of stuff. Right. And we just started putting some savings into a savings pot. Um, England, ended up qualifying in the end which was which was great and once all the teams have qualified you then know they do the world cup draw so you know who's in what group and then right. you know who's playing who you know the cities where they're going to be uh, and then after that's been done that's when you can start applying or normally that's when you can start applying for tickets and okay this is 2013 i think we applied for the tickets okay that's awesome. And then, so you had to uh, then tr you had to get your tickets. Is that like a lottery system as far as whether you yes. win? Okay. Yes. Wow. Yep. And you bought them in a group, I'm sure, because if you didn't, somebody in that three may not have made it to the, <laughs> made it to the match. Yes. Yes. So the the way that we the way that we done it, we said that it would be good if if we could see all England games. Um, when we found out where England were playing. So England played their games all across Brazil. And as you can imagine, Brazil was a big country. Oh, so yeah. to get from, it was difficult to get to all the places. So 
we just said if we can see the last group game, which was in a place called um, Belo Horizonte, okay, uh, and we were staying in Rio, we stayed in Rio de Janeiro for six weeks. Oh my gosh! Uh, so <laughs> that's a that's a lot. That's a bigger commitment than going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl ticket prices uh, are probably about the same, but it's uh, but that's a big commitment. Six weeks. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it, Roger, was that um, on going back to sitting on Brighton Beach, um, one of our friends. There's only two of us that ended up going. So there wasn't okay. three. There's only two of us. He ended up getting married. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but he said the famous lines of, well, if we're going to go to South America, you might as well travel South America at the sure. same time. So, you know, Aaron and myself, who I went with, you know, we just said, you know, look, let's book, let's book six weeks in Rio. Let's chill out, use the beach, etc. cetera. Um, but Belo Horizonte, which is where England's third game was, that was a seven-hour bus journey up the road. <gasps> Absolutely. It, it was easy to get to. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we thankfully, after going into the ballot for the tickets, we were allocated tickets for England against Costa Rica. So, you know, it wasn't a foregone conclusion. We still had to go into that ballot process. And yeah, we, we were incredibly... I remember getting the email to say, you've been allocated tickets to watch England. I was, you know, incredibly excited. Uh, really looking forward to, to doing that. And um, we were also allocated another game but in Rio, but that wasn't England related. But it was just exciting to, to be able to say, yeah, I've been to the World Cup, I've watched England play, and that, you know, that's a cool experience. So describe that part of it, right? We've, we've talked about the how so far. So explain, like, you walk into the stadium, are there are there more, it's Brazil, so are there more Costa Rican fans there, or is it a mix, or is it locals that just picked a team? How, how did the feel when you walked in there as far as, the excitement around the game, the match. Uh, to be honest with you, Roger, it was terrible. I'm excited to announce the release of my new book, Live Out Your List, Finding Joy Through a Bucket List Lifestyle. The book covers the three stages of the lifestyle, including bucket list mindset, bucket list creation, and bucket list management. It provides tips and strategies to enhance wherever you are in your bucket list journey. To learn more about the book, and to receive 10% off when you purchase the ebook, visit crossingitoffpodcast.com backslash book. Purchase the book today and start to live out your list. Now back to the show. Um, <laughs> but the reason for that is because, the, so in England's group or in the 2014 world group, there was, it was England, Italy, Uruguay, and Costa Rica. Now, for those that might not be familiar with football, Uruguay have won the World Cup twice. Italy have won the World Cup a few times. England have won it once. Costa Rica, yeah, almost there to make up the numbers. And right. I'm sorry if people are listening to this and they're Costa Rican. <laughs> I don't mean that disrespectfully. It is, sure. yeah, most people will look at it that way. But the thing is that the World Cup, it hadn't gone to plan. So England played Costa Rica in the last group game, but England had lost both their games. Costa Rica, I think, had won both their games. Wow. And England were already knocked out. So it was a dead rubber. There was, yeah. it, it, it had no importance at all to, to England fans. We'd uh. been knocked out. The World Cup's gone. It was a horrible year. So in terms of the excitement and everything, it was, it was very flat. It was, right. 
we're able to tick it off the bucket list, which is wonderful. And that's cool. And it's a new stadium. It's, you know, get to see England at a World Cup. But that's great. But at the same time, it was a case of, oh, this team's rubbish. Oh, we've already gone. We know we've knocked out. What's the point? What are we doing here? So mixed emotions, I would say. Yeah. When it was over, did you still feel that same way? Or, or were you glad? Did the experience trump the, the not moving on in the, in, for England? The experience was, was worth it. Um, even though the disappointment of knowing that England wouldn't play anymore in that cup game, in the World Cup, uh, the experience was awesome. When, when I look back at it now, and, and when Aaron does as well, you know, we say, you know, we saw, I think a couple of players retired after that game. Uh-huh. So we could say, you know, we, we saw their last game. Um, we, we were the only team that didn't lose to Costa Rica in the group. <laughs> so, you know, we take the positives where we can. Right. Uh, the game was terrible as well. It finished nil nil. It wasn't a good game of football, but the, the experience of saying that we've done it uh, was—I mean, it, delightful. I'd love to see England win a major tournament in my lifetime. That would be um, two things I'd like to see happen: England win a major tournament, which would be delightful, and uh, as an American football fan, I'd love to see the Jets win Super Bowl because I support the New York Jets. So I'd love to see one of those two things happen. Was there? Something you talked about the game being flat, but besides that, with your experience, was there something that you didn't enjoy um, besides the game being a, a little lopsided and not not exciting for you? Uh, no, not really. Uh, the apart from all the England fans being miserable, uh, there was a, a lot of local fans, Brazilian fans in the stadium, so they bring their own flair and their own atmosphere as well. The the Costa Rica fans, of course, you know, they, they were progressing to the next round. So there was a lot of talk in between both sets of fans. So it was good. It was good atmosphere. They were really happy. Um, but the whole atmosphere of the game and the stadium was, I would say, was very positive. And, and a lot of that's down to the amount of locals that were there because, you know, you know what Brazilians are like. They're very positive outlook of life. They're always smiling. They know how to have a good time, and, and that made up for it. So there are six weeks. You saw two matches. In between that, were you able to uh, meet other folks from England? Were you able to, you know, what was the atmosphere like off the pitch? It was phenomenal. Uh, we, it was phenomenal because there was this whole, there was just this great vibe. Uh, around the whole uh, the whole of Rio, uh, the whole country. We watched a few games on Copacabana Beach. So, you know, we've met Greeks, Colombians, Argentinians, German, I mean, loads of countries, loads of different people. That was really good. Uh, Brazil, until they got to the semi-finals, Brazil were having a decent tournament. So that really helped the atmosphere as well in the country. So that was really good. And it was... Yeah, it was just lovely to be able to have a couple of drinks with people from different countries, a couple of beers, have a laugh, talk football, talk about different experiences. And, you know, in general, the whole six weeks in Rio, um, there's loads to see and do in that city anyway. We, we didn't get bored. There was so much to see and do. And it was, it was just good to soak up the, that style of life. 
if if someone said, uh, okay, I'm, I want to go to the twenty twenty six, right? That would be the next, uh-huh. the next one after this year's. And they said, I'm 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 thinking about going. What would be a piece of advice that you would say? You know, if you're going to do this, you need to, and it could be anything. What was that thing that they would need to do? Uh, planning and preparation is is useful. Um, make that commitment. It's very it's very easy to say. I'm going to go to the 2026 World Cup. But if you're serious about it and you're not fortunate to be Canadian, uh, a US citizen or Mexican, and you're, you're traveling from the other side of the world, you need to plan that. You need to book in advance. Uh, you need to start saving for that experience. And that's what we've done. We found that the planning, the preparation was crucial. Yeah, really just plan it, Roger. That that would be the key, key bit of advice. And have a good time when you're there. Yeah, for sure. What's one thing you learned about yourself, Rob, by crossing this item off? I think when I look back at it, I realized that if you set your mind out to do something, that you can you can do it. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, this episode it is just about a sporting goal. You know, you've had a plethora of different people talk about more, way more yeah. intricate goals to be fair on the show than than seeing a country at a world cup match so i appreciate that but i would say that if you set your mind to something uh you know you, you can achieve it and you know yeah we got a bit lucky with the ballot and getting the tickets for the game i understand that but if we hadn't put our mind to it then we, right. we would have just been in england working and we weren't we were in brazil having a good time what's something that you want to cross off your bucket list that's completely different than um, going to see a World Cup match. No, yeah, you can't say 2026. What's something else besides that? Good question. I think if I can stick on a sporting theme, though, yeah. I would absolutely, I'd love to go to a Super Bowl, to be honest. I'm a big American football fan. I would love to see the New York Jets win Super Bowl again. I mean, I, if, I appreciate Super Bowl three was a long time ago. I get that. But I'd love to see my New York Jets win Super Bowl. That would be life would be complete if that happened i think okay well is there how'd you get into american football that's a good question for me what what drew you to american football instead of um soccer so yeah yeah, i uh, when i was at university in 2006 i actually started on the american football team um you know our university team not a a, a brilliant level of, of the sport, right. but that got me that got me involved with people that enjoyed the game. And New York, New York was the first place I went to in the United States. Okay. And I went there, I went into a sports shop, and you know, unbeknown to me, you've got a big set of blue jerseys, which of mm-hmm. course I, I now know are the New York Giants, right. and a big set of green jerseys. Uh, so I kind of looked at them and went. Okay, I quite like the look of the green. Uh, thankfully, ended up picking a shirt that had Revis on the background. Yeah, I love a bit of Darrell Revis. And um, that was it. it. You know, if I'd have gone to Kansas, I'd, I'd probably be a Chiefs fan. Uh, right. But no, New York was the first place I went to. I picked the green team. And um, yeah, the, the last 10 years have been miserable. So it's been it's worked <laughs> out all right. But with all sports fandoms that tends to be the case there so you got ups and downs and sometimes you're a winner and sometimes you're a loser a loser excuse me um 
Rob, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it greatly. Is there uh, someplace online that people can get a hold of you and, and other stuff that you're doing? Easiest place to uh, listen to some of the work I do, Roger, is if people find the Property Nomads podcast, okay. uh, that iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, you'll be able to listen to a blend of uh, property news, business news, and travel. We do all three aspects in the same podcast. Mm-hmm. So you can hear a lot more about our South American adventures on the podcast as well. And uh, yeah, we've got a few property related books that are on Amazon uh, as well. Uh, and again, just search my name, Robert Smallbone on Amazon, the books will appear. And uh, if you want to email me for whatever reason, uh, rob at tpnpodcast.com uh, email, I will always check my emails. So that's the easiest way to get hold of me personally. Awesome. We will put all those uh, links, active links in the show notes so that folks can go there and just click away to uh, find you. Rob, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, It meant a lot to me. I appreciate it, uh, especially the time zone differences you coming on and sharing your experience with the World Cup. Uh, Thank you, Roger, for the opportunity to be able to do so. Um, It's been great to tap into, uh, you know, what we've done a few years ago and it's a it will always mean something special. So thank you for helping me be tap in and hopefully the audience uh, gets some value out of what we've just spoke about as well. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. Listener.